Listen up, high school and college sports fans. If you want to be in the know on all things high school and college sports, commentary, analysis, the latest news, and more, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Pine Belt Sports Podcast with your host, Kamal Petro, and the sports team from the Hattiesburg Post, the Lamar Times, and the Pedal News. All right, we're back with another episode, take number four, as we begin this podcast on this Wednesday afternoon. My name is Kamal Petro, sports editor of Pine Belt Sports. To my right is Andrew Abadie. Andrew, what's up? You know, the fact that we've had to restart this podcast four times has really depicted Wednesday today. It's It's been a rough Wednesday. It's been a, a pretty smooth sailing Wednesday for me. I mean, normally we we start this at like 3.30. It's yeah, 2.45. I got here at 2.15 ready to record. Yeah, I wasn't ready. Nope. I was I was getting ready for the normal 3 o'clock time. Sorry that I got done my work a little earlier. Yeah. It's uh, a beautiful day. I'm trying to get out to the lake after this. Yeah, this is good for you. I, I got more grievance meetings to deal with as, uh, since I'm a boss now. Well, thank you to, to our listeners for tuning in. Um, I can't remember if I said it, but my name is Kamal Petro, sports editor of Pine Belt Sports. Did I say that? I don't know. I don't know. I know I said it on the third take. I know you said the, you're Kamal Petro. Not the fourth take. You do. I, I don't know. I'm kind of confused right now. Uh, but just continue to spread the word. Uh, tell your friends, your family, your uh, coaches, teammates, cousins in... Uh, don't say Iowa this time. In Arkansas. There you go. Um, you know, who want to keep up with you know their cousins, their But if you got cousins nephews. in Iowa, they should listen. Yeah. Hey, speaking of plugs, I'm going to do mine right now. Okay, that's go, cool. go for it. So we are in the WSM studio, and I do have a show on 88.5 FM called Hub City Sports Talk. We're every Friday from 4 to 5. Had to think about that for a second. We got a Twitter account, Hub City Sports 1. We got a Facebook page called Hub City Sports Talk, and... We've got a website, hubcitysportstalk.com. I've got some stories and all kinds of cool stuff up on there. So check it out. Yeah. Um, y'all know, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, y'all know you can follow me on all platforms at Pine Belt Sports. Subscribe on iTunes to this podcast if you already haven't. Just uh, pull up the podcast app on your iPhone, search Pine Belt Sports, and I should be the really the only thing to pop up. You just hit subscribe. You can rate, review. Um, you know, just help me out. Throw, throw a five-star my way. It's good stuff. Uh, this week on the podcast, it's the second round of the baseball playoffs. We had, what, three teams advance from last week? I think we started off with five. We had three teams advance in the second round, and then two Pet- other teams. Pedal got knocked out. And Lumberton. And Lumberton. Lumberton right. hung tough with Nanawaya. Really? I didn't yeah. see the scores they, for that. They won game two and then lost game three, four to one. Really? At, yeah. least, at least you forced the game three. Yeah, that was quite a valiant effort from uh, the Panthers down in Lumberton. Um, and then, yeah, Oak Grove and Hattiesburg had bye weeks through the first round. So they, they, they played each other. They started um, they start playoffs the second round this week. Um, so, yeah, we'll just get into it. Let's just let's just jump into it. Okay. You got anything you want to mention before we – I mean, I don't think so. This is going to be, a, a, I think, a quick podcast. Oh, I got a random question for mm-hmm. you. Okay. Is this podcast on Spotify yet? No. <laughs> I thought about it last night, how I said I was going to try to figure it out, but I never did. Okay. Well – I was just curious. I got, I'm like busy. the listeners. I'm busy. I mean, you're busy. I'm busy. <laughs> Try doing all this stuff with class, man. Huh. I did do it. Not, okay, I, I didn't. wasn't that high up in the student newspaper at Ole Miss, but I still did, you know, journalism stuff with class. So high school playoffs, right? Yeah. <laughs> look, you'll look back on this one day and think, man, I had it easy. 
I don't. I don't know. I bet you you I, will. I look forward to when I can wake up and have nothing to do during the day, and then work all nights all the well, time. Well, I've been here two and a half years, and that hasn't really been the case. I I hey I, I don't I get four hours of sleep, man. I, I don't know. I, anything's better than what I'm doing right now. All right, all right. I'm sure the listeners want to hear this part. All right. Well, so Oak Grove is playing Pearl. No, let, I'm I'm decided oh. to throw you a curveball. Oh, so instead is that of a going, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I didn't mean for it to be a baseball pun. So no, instead of just going down the list, you know, starting with six A, I'm gonna ask you a question, and that's gonna dictate which team we start off with first. You ready? All right. Out of these five teams. Oak Grove's playing Pearl. Hattiesburg's playing Wayne County. Um, Sacred Heart's playing Stringer. Purvis is playing St. Stanislaus. And Summerall is playing West Lauderdale. Which of those five teams has you think has the best chance of moving through? Purvis. Purvis. Yeah. All right, well, let's start with Purvis. Why do you think that? Well, you know, I know St. Stanislaus on paper isn't the greatest team, but I know they're a little hot right now. So that's, that's something. But, yeah, Purvis is just so deep with pitching. I... I wouldn't be shocked. For, I, I said it before. Purvis is going to make a deep run, and uh, I don't see St. Stanislaus slowing down that juggernaut. They're just pitching and hitting. Even though Coach Farlow thinks they played like trash in game one, uh, their trash is a great game for any other team. <laughs> yeah, and the soundbite I have with Coach Farlow, he talks about um, how he liked what he saw out of his team in game two. I guess it was a fourteen to two win. So they cleaned up the trash. That's apparently you'll you you'll hear that from Coach Farlow. Also, what I talked about with Coach Farlow uh, on Monday was St. Stanislaus has two left-handed pitchers. Yeah. I don't know if they're the two starters, but they're the two uh, what the top two guys. Well, when they played, it was McComb. They had a left-handed hit mm-hmm. a pitcher, and he had some pretty sick movement on the ball. He just his ball control was a little off. It, yeah, it was a solid. Solid thing to see. So what worried Coach Farlow was, you know, Purvis, according to him, I mean, I don't have the statistics to back this up, but according to Tony Farlow, Purvis doesn't hit left-handers very well. So his game plan is to try to make enough noise, you know, try to you know mess with the pitcher as much as they can to get the left-hander out of the game. It's about getting the pitch count up. And bringing the right-hander in to hopefully, you know, start stringing together more hits and runs after Yeah, that. if you think about it in that game one, that guy, if that guy hadn't thrown a lot of walks, a lot of their runs, it would have been a much closer game in game one against McComb. And I will say this, St. Stanislaus is in a very tough region. East Central and Van Cleve are in that region. So um, it's not surprising that they're third. They were the three seed. They beat the number two seed, whoever that was. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't remember. But they beat the two seed in the first round matchup. Should be a fun series. Um, like I think I'm with you. Um, I think Purvis should take care of business. <laughs> Jesse Johnson's going to go game one. Farlow said. And Dakota Lee was pretty lights out against McComb. Right. So uh, he's going to go probably game two. Um, and he also said that um, you know so Casey came in relief in game two. Casey Burge. Right. And uh, um, oh. Mason Dillmore came in in relief in game one. A pitcher who did not see any action in the first round who will most likely see action, Tony said, was um, Keyshawn Bowler. Um, he's had great success this year on the mound and sure, this is a fifth arm that they can bring in, which is, you know, five, they got five quality arms coming, coming at it's, you. I, I've looked through some teams and I, uh, there's no way you can't say they're the deepest team with pitching in yeah. all of 4A, which uh, is why I think they'll make a run. West Lauderdale, I would argue, would be the, the, probably the deepest, but we'll get into them in a second, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's hear from Coach Tony Farlow as he explains to me uh, the differences from the, the, the garbage that he saw in Game 1 and a 9-1 to win to the, 
I guess, not garbage he saw in game two? I did. I think we were focused on a little bit, uh, you know, more uh, into what was going on, the whole dugout. And I just, we just needed a little, you know, I think after we won the division, we kind of got a little relaxed as far as our attitude and work habits in practice. And we just needed to get rejuvenated a little bit. So I was pretty, pretty happy with it, with their effort. So, you say, is this working? You say <laughs> uh, Purvis is would be your pick to be the team that would move through the easiest. That is my lock. That is your lock. If I had to pick a lock, that's my lock. Who would be the opposite of that? Who would? Who do you think has the toughest road to go? Oh, Oak Grove. Really? Yeah. See, um, we have two different ones on this one. Yeah, you know, something about playing a 22 and 6 Pearl team, that's tough. What makes that tough? Well, the numbers. The you numbers know, you, come out. You the know, numbers. You know why I think that's my number two pick for the, the why? Because just like football, the Pearl football team, state champion, six A football, state champion, they were, had a lot of seniors on that team. Did you look at that roster on baseball? Not that in depthly. Man, the top eight hitters are all seniors, and the pitcher, their ace, was the quarterback of the team. So why why is this your because they're seniors. I mean, you're looking at a very senior-heavy team that most of them, a lot of them played football and saw success playing football and won a state championship. They all were together. Now they're on the baseball team, seniors again. Um, they've been around each other for so long. They've been playing sports with each other for so long. And then look at Oak Grove where they have two sophomore pitchers leading staff. I just think, and you're going to hear from Coach McCardle here in a second, I just think that um, the, the, the differences in, you know, Experience, varsity experience is going to be a big difference in this one. You don't you give me a face like you're like eh, I don't really buy that. No, I'm not buying it. Why not? They, I think it's cooler if you win two state championships your senior year. What? Yeah, per, you said pearls have senior heavy. Yeah, yeah, and they won football, right? Right. So why wouldn't they want to win baseball? I'm saying they do. Oh, I'm say, right. that's I'm, that's why I'm saying Pearl has an advantage over Oak Grove. Oh, you made it sound like Oak Grove had the advantage. Right, no, I, just, I literally just said Oak Grove has the sophomores, while Pearl has the experience. It's been a, all right, yeah, Pearl. Yes, we both agree. Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh man, I'm now I'm worried. I didn't explain that well enough. Just play the interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's uh, Oak Grove coach Chris McCardle. Definitely, that's a big time advantage for them because you know uh, the senior teams are, are able to play with a different kind of mentality than guys that have never done it. Uh, they play with a more positive, you know, know what to do. There's not really that much pressure on them, uh, and you know a lot of guys play football. Uh, you know, you got Spence Hart's the best pitcher, he was quarterback. You got a couple running backs out there, you got a couple receivers out there, so. So they have definitely have the mentality to win, and uh, those guys that play football bring that winning winning mentality to that baseball field, and it makes a big difference. Yeah, it makes a big difference for for, for baseball teams to have, you know, other you know you want in all is food and have successful programs in your sports, and football is one of one of the big ones. And, and when they are successful, they <clears throat> those guys bring a, bring an added uh, positive mentality to to your baseball team and it helps out tremendously all right so you said oak grove will have the toughest time advancing out of these five teams yeah my pick for that would be summerall 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I'm was a, my number two. No, I, I don't think Summerall's going to, you know, it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to lose to West Lauderdale. I think it's going to be very close games. Every, yeah. Whether they play two games or three games, I think it's going to be very close. Well, see, that's why I, I think for I think Oak Grove, even though they're the one seed, kind of is the underdog in that game, where Summerall, they can very well beat West Lauderdale and, and vice versa. Right. I just I have a hard time. I mean, this West Lauderdale team looks near perfect. Yeah, that's um, um, what their fielding percentage says on max press. Yeah, their field, <laughs> it literally says 1,000 1, for their fielding percentage. And uh, you were about to write that down in your notes, and I told you not to write it, not even mention it. Well, I didn't believe it, but there, there, there's just no way a high school team— You're going to get a call from a West Lauderdale fan, and they're going to chew you out for this I, one. I hope so. There's just no way a high school team di- has not committed one error this season. That's just ridiculous. Well, they got a Southern Miss commit, too. The pitcher, pitching. Ben yeah. Etheridge? Yeah. Give me his stats. 72 strikeouts, 11 walks. That's pretty dang good. you have an ERA on there? Yeah, and I can look it. They got some sub-1s on there. That what is watch. that? That was a It's not I, 3 o'clock. I just think, I mean, look, Cross Sibley has been great for them. Um, been tremendous. He's a freshman. I mean, he's going up against what I think is the best 4A team in the state. They're defending 4A state champions. They look like they're... You know they're on track to do it again. We know the kid can hold his own. We've seen him do it, and he's very, that's true. very capable true. of stepping up that's, to the challenge. That's very true. Um, and then Halen uh, Sanford, he did a good job in game two yeah, against you, you uh, Raymond. Hear their numbers real quick. Who's so Sibley? Sibley a point three one. Yeah, it's actually dropped since last it's week. It's been ridiculous. Uh, Sixty strikeouts, twenty walks. Mister Sanford, uh, forty three strikeouts, twenty six walks. Yeah, I mean, they've been great. And Hunter Barrett, he, I think he's coming back from a little hamstring thing. It was actually the second game of the Purvis Summerall series. That's your knuckleballer. That's the knuckleballer. Um, Coach Knight mentioned uh, Cody Davis as being great out of the bullpen. Uh, I got the numbers. Okay. What, what, what's the numbers for you? Mr. Uh, Cameron Partridge, uh, a .43 ERA, nine wins, no losses. Uh, 84 strikeouts, six, wa- six walks, and 49 innings pitched. 84 strikeouts and that's, six walks? That's what it that's says. That's Nick Sandlin type stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It makes, makes you wonder why Southern Miss signed Ben Etheridge. Well, they haven't signed Ben Etheridge yet. He's uh, well, go, going after him, yeah. What year is uh, Cameron? Uh, junior. Okay. He so, saw his time. Yeah, I think this will be one of the better pitching matchups you'll see in probably the whole playoffs. And it's a senior versus freshman. Junior versus freshman. Oh, yeah, Cameron's a junior. Why am I thinking he's a senior? Yeah, I I just think... You got Ben's numbers, too. Okay, let's hear him. Uh, Ben has a a .89 ERA. So still, Cross has the lowest ERA out of... Yeah, and you know, here's the thing. I'm looking through their staff, and yeah, their starters are great, and they got another kid they could throw, but their bullpen's not that impressive. Okay. They got a guy here with 4.44, another guy with a 4.67, 5.25. It's not terrible for high school. And I'm guessing Mr. Ben Etheridge has a brother. Or no, that's not a brother. That's Eldridge. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I actually had that mistake in my and head. He's got a 1.50 ERA, but his numbers—he's only pitched four innings, so they—they don't look like they have a deep staff. It, it will be interesting to see how Summerall can match up with them. Uh, Coach Knight did also talk about their small ball team offensively they, they're hitting 333 you were at the Purvis Summerall game where Purvis laid down three or four straight bunts and Summerall couldn't field the first three of them yeah I asked coach about that I was like well if you know they're a small ball team I only have this as an example and he was like no I mean 
that was kind of a, an outlier that that defensive performance. Yeah, I think it is because their fielding is at nine forty nine. Yeah, which I, is I'm assuming what West Lauderdale is in the real ballpark of. So I think it's I think it's very well he, very good matchup. He he actually went through all the bunts that Purvis did. He's like one of them. The second baseman was holding the runner at second, so it took him a little while to get to first for the out. By that point. Um, the guy would have been safe. I think the ball ended up being thrown up the line. The next one, uh, the catcher, the Summerall catcher, told the the first baseman to throw it to third instead of throw it to first. That was a mistake. So there's a lot of simple mistakes as far as bunt defense goes that you know they normally would 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 get right. So, but I I just think West Lauderdale is the, the best four A team. Um, I'm kind of that'd be it'd be cool to see a Summerall Purvis South State, but I kind of figured it'd be a Purvis West Lauderdale South State. You want to hear uh, Hunter Eldridge's uh, numbers? Sure. If you're going to give them to me anyways. Yeah. Uh, 444 average, eight home runs on the season with 41 RBIs. They've got some sluggers on the team. All right. Let's hear from Coach Larry Knight, and then we're going to go immediately to break, come back, and uh, finish it off with Hattiesburg and Sacred Heart. And the fun stuff we do on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Well, number one, of course, uh, Gary Bowden, uh, their head coach, is this is last year, been coaching 50 years, and, uh, you know, it's just a le- legend in this state. Uh, you know, he's won uh, 1,200 games as a coach. Um, you know, he, he's a he's a one of a kind. I mean, you know, you, don't, you just don't see, you know, you guy, of course, with Larry Watkins, who just retired, you just don't see coaches stay at one place. Uh, for that length of time, really anymore, and, and very rare, of course, for somebody for you know for now he, fifty years is not been all at West Longdale. I think he was at Clarkdale to start off with, but you know uh, in the forties, high forties, he's been at West Longdale, and uh, so he does a tremendous job. And, you know they're very very well coached, and uh, you know he's a good friend of mine. Uh, we've I go back from not only when I played when he was coaching at Hattiesburg, when I played at Hattiesburg, he's coached at West Longdale, but. And then when I started coaching in Hattiesburg, we played them every year. Uh, so very familiar with him and what they do. They're a, uh, always been a uh, strong, strong budding team. Uh, they, they're known for that. But uh, now last year when they won it, I think they were they were better offensively than they've been, and um, you know could sling it really well. And this year's team, I mean, they certainly have their guys in the lineup they can hit. But you know, I think he'll certainly. Uh, be the type of what he's always done, and, and if it has to be small ball or suicide squeeze and things like that, he'll do it. But um, uh, I would definitely say, you know, one of the strongest pitching staffs in the state, probably on any classification. Um, got two guys that are both nine and zero. One of them's committed to USM as a, they're both juniors. One of them's committed to USM. The other one, I don't think, has yet. Uh, you know, they're going to be mid eighties. Maybe one of them, uh, the one with USM, will be upper eighties at times. And, uh, both of them, um, ERAs below one. Um, you know, got several shutouts between them. So we, we've got a, a, a huge challenge ahead of us because, uh, you know, those are, those are legit arms. You know, those are guys that can go out there and shut you down. And, you know, we're going to have to have some good ABs and get some base runners on and hopefully capitalize when we get them on base. And, and, uh, you know, so I think, you know, of course, our pitchers have done a tremendous job. I've got a lot of confidence in, in them for what they'll do against them. Um, you know, so I would anticipate two low-scoring games uh, for sure. And, and um, you know, they're going to be very tough to beat. You know, they've only had two losses. And, 
so you know we're gonna have to really really uh, play play well the pine belt sports podcast with your host kamel petro online at pinebellsports.com we'll be right back Premier Orthopedics and Sports Medicine provides a full range of orthopedic services specializing in the treatment of conditions involving bones, joints, muscles, ligaments, and tendons. At Premier Orthopedics, they believe in delivering excellence in orthopedic care to athletes of all ages. Their physicians are board certified and fellowship trained by some of the leading experts, and they can provide big city expertise with small town care. Go see Dr. Bayless or Dr. Burns for excellence in orthopedics at 15 Orleans Drive in Hattiesburg behind Southern Market on Highway 98. Or you can visit them online at www.premierorthopedic.com. Back to the show, the Pine Belt Sports Podcast with your host, Kamel Petro. All right, we're back. Uh, down three. We have talked Summerall baseball. We've talked Purvis baseball. We talked Oak Grove. So um, let's let's go to what I recall I called um, the best story of the year. For me, it's Sacred Heart Baseball. Uh, I was there for Game Two against French Camp. Very happy that I, I went. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a long day. Yeah, we had the spring game, which we'll probably touch on at the end of the that show. Was a long day for everybody. And then Sacred Heart Baseball. Then I went to Southern Miss's second game of the doubleheader. Three games in one day. But hey, we um, was, I don't want to say we called it, but we uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I mean, you definitely did say that uh, you thought Sacred Heart would um pull off i don't I even know if i call it an upset at this point yeah i don't know well, it's an upset because of the, the seating other than that i don't think it was an upset just tremendous effort by the sacred heart team of course they went up to french camp game one uh, i didn't realize this until after they swept but they scored three in the top of the seventh to tie it and then scored one in the top of the eighth to win Ooh, five to four i believe exciting. came back down the next day um you know 12 hours later they played game two very back and forth, you know. French camp would take the lead, Sacred Heart would tie it. You're getting me excited on Twitter just following it. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that was a plan. Um, and then, of course, Griffin Wiggins with the bases loaded in the bottom of the seventh, with the game tied at six. Hit a uh, line drive to left field to, for the walk off win. It was very exciting. Um, Griffin, of course, has been dealing with a shoulder injury; have, hasn't been able to play in the field since the beginning of the season. So great to see uh, see him get success like that. You know, I think they got another. It's a winnable series against Stringer. Stringer, yes. Um, Stringer's tough. It's been um, – obviously, I wasn't here for all their playoff series in the past, but when Sacred Heart, you know, three, four years ago, they were making pushes for state championships. Right. They would always get cut down by Stringer in the playoffs. So maybe maybe Sacred Heart's got their number uh, this, this time? Well, yeah, this time, maybe. Um, of course, in game two, uh, Luke, this, the, the ace of the pitching staff, he pitched game one, so really his pitching – um, wouldn't have factored in game two, but Luke and Levi, the team leading hitter, did not play in game two for undisclosed reasons. Um, Luke's still got good numbers. If they're back, then Sacred Heart has a chance, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. If, if they're not back, uh, Stringer's going to have a pretty solid outing. It's crazy because Levi's an eighth grader and he's leading that team with a four plus average. Yeah, in both ways, too, pitching and uh, hitting. That's. That's yeah, he's the, he's the number two starter as that's well. Fo- that's not football. One A baseball for you. Yeah, and um, I, I went through the roster. I was writing the the preview, the playoff preview. Go check it out on the website. Um, it's good stuff. 
Have you read it? I did, no. literally just posted it before I came no. out. So how do you know it's good stuff? I just I always say it's good stuff. Cause Could it be always, my worst work. It always <laughs> is good stuff, Kamal. Just take the compliment. <laughs> um, so where was I going? 15 uh, players are on that roster. Ten of those are freshmen or sophomore, freshmen, or eighth graders. At least they'll be deep for you to come. <laughs> yeah. So let's hear uh, Sacred Heart coach Drew Deweese talk about those uh, youngsters of the Sacred Heart Crusaders baseball team. It's been trial by fire. Uh, we took we took some some long terms in the season, um, and I had to get that experience. Um, you know, Ryan Gerald, Tom McKee, Ian Robinson, uh, and Gavin Pierce all played a senior role in the game on Saturday. Um, and, and a couple of those guys have not played a lot of games. Gavin hasn't played an in inning defensively until Saturday. He played all seven. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I just think it goes back to the confidence everybody has in each other. And uh, before the game, everybody looked at, at those three or four guys and, and just used out confidence for each one of them. told them that. Yeah. All right. Four teams down, one to go. The Hattiesburg Tigers, who I think um, they got a tough one. Yeah, I mean Wayne County, a little scrappy, scrappy team, scrappy bunch. They back ended their uh, series uh, against uh, Long Beach. They won the final two games after losing game one. Um, something I did not realize until talking to Coach Hartfield on Monday. That's the definition of scrappy, right there. Is um, they actually? I don't know if they played in the Jamboree at the beginning of the season, but they were at the same Jamboree. I think they played. I don't know. I know you've covered a lot of Hattie. I haven't covered Hattiesburg. Dude, I thought you were gonna go clean this time. I thought I was too. That better be an important text message. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, uh, <laughs> Hattiesburg. I haven't covered them at all, but I'm covering them this Friday. But yeah, we'll both be there. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just think this Hattiesburg team, you know, the senior class, they played for a state championship as sophomores. They played in the South State Championship um, last year. Of See, course, they're probably going to have to, if they're going to get to a state championship this year, they're probably going to have to play PRC again. But I just think this team is um, focused, tunnel vision, you know, looking, yeah. you know, they want to take care of business and it get seems to the like state championship. they're, they're a team on, on a mission. Yes, that, but, that's and, exactly what I'm trying to think of. You, you start with a team like Wayne County. Right. I I think this series is going to end in a sweep. Dexter Jordan's going to pitch game one. Um, yeah, he's got pretty good numbers. Going to give them a chance to win. Um, and then they have a couple options for game two. A.J. Stinson, um, Landon Rasko. Yeah, I think it's A.J.'s probably going to start game two. He's a senior. Um, I got Dexter's numbers. Yeah, it's really good. 1.62 ERA, 40 strikeouts, 17 walks. 4-2 and two overall record. One of those losses was to a top-five nationally ranked team in North Carolina Nothing earlier this year. Nothing to be sad about. No. I mean, Unless I don't, you had the win. I don't think it's a soundbite I'm going to play, but Coach Hartfield told me today, or the other day, that pretty much every time Dexter Jordan has towed the rubber in his high school career, which I think he threw some as a freshman. I know, I know as a sophomore he was the ace. Uh, but they've had a chance to win every game, and like I tell people all the time, if Dexter if Dexter Jordan is pitching, Hattiesburg can beat anybody. Yeah, you said it on here. Yeah, I'll back so, you up on and that. And I, I believe that. I think they'll win game one, and then I think they'll do what it, they need to do to win game two. Or if they have to go to game three, then they'll win game three. They very well should be able to take care of business, but they cannot overlook them. Yep. So here is Hattiesburg coach Joe Hartfield. You know, he he talks uh, a little bit about what his team accomplished during the the off week before the the playoffs began. Uh, on this Friday? Well, you know, we, we played three tune-up games, and um, 
you know, we didn't play very well, but that's okay. You know, sometimes you got to play good teams, and if you have some weaknesses or some things that you need to clean up, you need them exposed because you certainly don't want them exposed in the playoffs. Um, so now we got, what, three days now to work on some things. And uh, we're going to meet the day of the team at 320. And uh, obviously, the uh, focus now is to explain that we've got a, a, a new season. Um, you know, you could possibly play a whole nother month of baseball, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, over a fourth of your season. Um, so that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to try to play a whole nother month of baseball. Uh, we're looking forward to the challenge of playing Wayne County. And uh, like I said, cleaning up some things prior to that. Okay, well, I hope you all enjoyed the little uh, second-round playoff preview. I sure did. Uh, what is that? It's my sleep alarm. I got about 10 of these. It's 3.15 in the afternoon. I know. I try and sleep whenever I can. I'm so busy what, all the okay, time. A doctor? I do those little 20-minute power naps, okay. and they like, help that's, me. That's Kramer from Seinfeld. That's, that's an episode. That's kind of it. I, it yeah, you works. see how it turned out for it him? It works. Though. It works. All right. Um... You want to talk Southern Miss softball, so I'll give you the the microphone. All right, so the softball team is trying to make the conference tournament. That's been the goal since they missed it last year. That's in Charlotte this year. And they needed to either sweep or take two away from UTSA, as Kamal snaps me up on the Snapchat. Uh, With with that said, um, they took two. And so now they have to win two of the next two games from each of the next two series in theory. So they play this weekend. They will play North Texas, who at one point was in first place with an eight and four record. They have since dropped five in a row in conference. And if they take two from them, they will jump a spot because North Texas is in that fifth place spot and is the last spot to get into the tournament. So you need to take those two games, and then you go on the road again and play Charlotte, and you got to take two from them at the very least. But Charlotte's in last place, so they very well can make the conference tournament. It's going to be exciting. I'll be on the radio this weekend calling some play-by-play. 92.7, the score. Come out. So is that what you'll be doing this weekend? Mostly. No high school baseball? I, well, yeah, I'll be at Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg, about Saturday. No. No? No, softball. My last weekend call. Well, might not be. I don't know. I might make that trip to Charlotte to call a game. What you um? What you think of the Southern Miss spring game? <sighs> I wasn't impressed. Me neither. I, nobody impressed me. I thought Keon played well, but other than him, and I honestly, I believe that Keon had a better offensive line than the black team did because that seemed because you could see it in the run games. The, it was it was just that was the difference with the offenses. The more I thought about it, the more I thought how kind of silly it was to separate, like to mix and match the offensive line. Like if you have your ones, your you know your your starting five offensive linemen. I think they need to be playing together. Yeah, and they—I mean—I think for the most part, like one team had the more of them, right? It was the black team, though. What, the black it? team had the more starters, but they didn't play as well. I had the most starters. <laughs> my big, my big takeaway was I spent all of spring practice ta- talking up Jack Abraham to people, and then he just dropped the ball. Yeah, made us all look bad. I still think it'll be fine. I don't know. I think you can throw Keon's name in the mix. Oh, his name should have already been in the mix. Well, he yeah. did a great job. Here's the thing. He, you know, he has the most experience out of all those guys. And he's what it seems to be the team leader. And I think those are two qualities that you can't take away from the kid. Quez had a nice touchdown, but he also dropped had some drops. Yeah, some drops. Um, running backs didn't really, like, the offensive line issues kind of 
kind of hid the running backs a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. They didn't really do much. T-Rod had a touchdown, right? I left in the middle of the third quarter to go catch Sacred Heart. Steven Anderson looks he to looks be good. playing the role that we expected him to, to do. Uh, that third third down goal line bruiser back. It, it looks like that's what he's going to fit in nicely to be doing. GP, George Payne, eh, he had a fumble, I think. No. What? I don't. I don't. I, I, mean, I don't remember. It wasn't when I was there. The sorority flag football game, though, that was interesting. At halftime. What about uh, Southern Miss baseball? You were there, game one and game. You were there all weekend, weren't you? Yeah, I wasn't there last night. In well, South I, Alabama. Yeah, well, South I don't really care about midweek games to be honest. Those are the RPI games, man. Yeah, but they're not even counting that heavy towards your RPI. I, I guess so. Um, you know, it's, they, it's a it's a, a diff in the formula. It's a lot different than a weekend game. Well, up until the South Alabama game, they outscored teams fifty-two to eight in that five-game span. So now it'd be up to what is it, 50, 57 to eleven. Um, the bats are lining up, and the pitching staff has gotten better. Yeah, um, um, I'd say they're in a similar situation today that they were in last year. It was kind of a talking point in post-game on Saturday night of uh, you know how the pitchers you know. Um, rose up in the absence of Nick. And if they can keep that going with Nick back, pretty scary. I read it. They went from an average weekend starter, uh, you know, pitching. Why can't I talk? An average weekend pitching staff staff (laughs) to if the, the, you know, Stevie and uh, Walker can. Stevie really is taking the next step. Last two uh, weekend series have been great for him. I I read somewhere. They, so this year they were 28 and 11 and last year at the same time they were 29 and 10 yep. and i was just wow i didn't even realize that we've been it's perfectionist that's what they are at this point that's a good thing to be that's a good problem to have they are 32 right now on wednesday afternoon in the rpi mississippi state keeps winning and that makes them look good yeah the, they um they've jumped they jump like like 15 spots after mississippi state i think they were zone. 50 going into the weekend yeah another 32 um that's a good spot I mean, they're sitting good right now. And you know, they could be they could win every game of the season going to Louisiana Tech from this point on. Uh, you got UAB, Tulane, uh, Marshall. Tulane's had some pretty impressive wins recently. I know the truth. You know, I'm a Tulane fan. <laughs> I'm not. They're hitting the ball right now. I'll say that they're hitting the ball really well. But uh, I think that's going to be a good test for the pitching staff to see where they can hold up. But yeah, UAB, Marshall, it's very winnable situations that they're in, and they'll end the season at home with Louisiana Tech. And that's That might be for the conference regular season championship, for all we know, by this point. we got another weekend after that, though. Yeah. It's away. Is it? Yeah. Is it Charlotte? I think it's Charlotte. I don't know. We could check right now. I don't really want to. I hate looking at adva- so far in advance. Yeah, I know. This lifestyle doesn't allow for it. Um, they go to Marshall. Marshall. So they play UAB, Old Dominion. That's right. Old Dominion at UAB, uh, Louisiana Tech at home, and then at Marshall. So they have two weekend series left, well, and then three away. No, you have one at home, three away. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, and you got Tulane and UNO at home in the midweeks. Yep, UNO hits the ball eighteen and twenty four. <laughs> I'd say it's a good, uh, good position to be in, though. So you already talked about what you're doing this weekend. Sort of. All right, we'll finish it up then. No, I have. I what, don't, I, don't say sort of. All right. What are you doing this weekend? Covering games. What games? I'm going to be at Hattiesburg on Friday. 
Cool. Uh, with you, I guess. What? Well, I don't know if anybody remembers, but Kamal was sick last week. And, you know, I have Pelican's fever. Oh, my gosh. I've yeah. been waiting all week to say that. Are, wait a minute. Are you going to the Pelican's game on Saturday? No. I'm just wait, happy. it's in Golden State. What am I talking Yeah, about? I know. I, I'm just so happy that they swept the Trailblazers. Yeah, they were the only team to... KD, watch out. <laughs> they were the only team um, to advance for, like, three days. Like, it took a while for it's another team a to lot advance of rest. the second round. They're, they're, I think they're the only ones to sweep. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be no Steph Curry, so I'd say it's pretty... He's not playing? Is that official? As of now, they said he may come back. Like it would be like a game seven situation. Does do they have like baseball playoffs? Does the NBA have to um, put a like do your roster for the play, each playoff series? Like you can't really make adjustments. I think you no. I don't think because baseball can. like each playoff series you can you can add people and take out people, but that's that's your roster for that playoff series. No, you can NBA do, can you can play whenever you want. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. Um, I mean, I pay attention to the Pelicans. That's about it. Look, oh. if Steph's not in there, Pel- the Book it. Golden State's in trouble. New Orleans six. If Steph's not there, you know, I'm not making a pick on this <laughs> one. But I'm not going to be one of those ESPN analysts to not pick the Pelicans. Well, I'm going to be at Summerall on Saturday night. Um, Weren't you trying to get a credential for for the Pelicans game? I actually looked. The other night, it looked it, it was, the process looked too daunting of a task for me to take on. I was going to actually talk to Taylor and see how he did it. I don't know. I really don't want to. I feel like uh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to be a fan, and that's just that's, write a story. That's unethical. Write I, a story, I can't do that. and then it's not unethical not to yeah, give but I'm other people be, that idea. I'm going to be wincing and 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 grimacing and cheering, oh, like in the baseball press box. When we were silently yeah, cheering. Yeah, barely even watched Southern Miss that day. Anyways, I'm going to be at Summerall, <laughs> and I assume game one of the Golden State Pelicans game is going to be at 9.30 at night since it's in California. Which is god-awful. Well, no, it's going to be great. I'm going to go cover Summerall, and I'm going to go home and turn on the game. So any Summerall fans wanting to read the story that night, there will probably be some mistakes, and it might take a little bit longer than normal. Oh, I might, I might be at track, Southern Miss track this weekend, along with softball. Exciting Fun stuff. Fun fact. Exciting uh, stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got fever. How about you? I we've got fever. How about you? I don't know. Go Pels. Let's come. Let's come back next week and let's hope they sweep again. Oh my gosh. Hey, that's how we ended it last time and it worked. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Pine Belt Sports Podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I did. For Andrew, I'm Kamal, and y'all have a great weekend.
Thanks so much for listening to the Pine Belt Sports Podcast online at pinebeltsports.com with your host, Kamal Petro. Check them out on Twitter at Pine Belt Sports and Facebook.com slash Pine Belt Sports. We'll catch you next time.